Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man, B. Vaughn, here tonight with another interview segment here on We Create Music TV. Of course, you all know me. Y'all have seen my face for some time. But tonight, we have award-winning singer-songwriter Holly McCreary. I probably said it wrong. Y'all know how I am with pronunciation. But please give a warm welcome to Miss Holly. Welcome. Hi. welcome. Thank welcome. you. You are welcome. Glad to have you here. Glad uh, to be here. Yes. Uh, of course, I'm interested in learning more about you, your music, your journey, your story, uh, and just, you know, who you are as a person. So let's get into it. All right. So, so Holly, how, how did you get started in this whole music world? Well, I came by it really honest. Um, my Father's a minister. My mother is a school teacher, but they both were heavily involved in music um, throughout their upbringing. Um, my dad plays guitar and sings. My mother sings, plays violin, piano. Um, she even still sings mm. in a um, choir that has even backed up um, Celtic Thunder before. Wow. So I, I get it honest. Um, but, you know, I grew up in a church where we didn't have instruments of music. And so everyone in the congregation, instead of having a choir, everyone sang together a cappella. So I learned very early about harmonies and how to read sight read music. And that I think was really integral in the, the you know, what built my foundation in eventually turning that into songwriting and, and singing. So yeah, it's it's been going on forever. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, that's, when you have when you grow up in a household where it's prevalent that music is part of your your upbringing part of your home culture then it's usually easy to gravitate toward toward music yourself uh, you know your mom's a multi-instrumentalist uh vocalist and your dad is the same and plays right if if my yeah. mom and dad did that i'd probably be singing too but ah yeah you know, you're dyed in the wool, so to speak, you know, mm. it, it just kind of comes. And there were many, many trips that we would take. Um, my father being a minister, there were a lot of revivals and um, gospel meetings that we were transported to because we were kids and it was summer mm -hmm. and we'd toss us in the car and we would sing on the way. I have two younger brothers, so we eventually had five part harmony, which was really cool for me mm. um, and really just helped me develop additional places to where I could take my music, um, eventual harmonies that I knew would come. Mm -hmm. And it sort of set me up, luckily, to have everything orchestrated in my head before we get to the studio. So I, I you know, wow. I feel like I feel like I've been incredibly blessed and, and ridiculously lucky to to be able to do what I've done and be where I am at this point in my life. But this is therapy for me because, you know, my, my mother taught us, you know, if you need a release, go bang on the piano, go bang on a drum, go, go do something and make something of what it is that you're feeling. Translate that feeling into something. And my father was very similar, um, not just with the guitar, but um, with carpentry, with, with, uh, you know, labors around the house, do what you can do and do it to the best of your ability. And that's, you know, you're never too, you know, can never be too proud to try something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a lot of that basis, how I 
take my steps forward for now as a songer, uh, songer, a songer. <laughs> as a hey, singer, that's a new word. And a songwriter, a songer. That's it. <laughs> hey, I'm all, I'm all about making up new words now. Hey, you know, Webster, right. holler at me. We'll, right. we'll make a deal. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's it, like I said, when you grow up in that environment, you find yourself kind of doing all those different things, you know, taking road trips, you're singing in the car, you find yourself singing almost everywhere you, almost everywhere you go. Uh, I mean, I don't know, and, and probably wasn't one of those households where they forced you to sing, right? Um, well, well, you're at church uh, services, you're expected to sing, so. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. somewhat, right? You know, kind of like the, I'm, I'm, I'm always reminiscent of um, the Michael Jackson American Dream. Oh, uh, yes. Lifetime movie, I think with the Lifetime movie, I don't know. Yeah. Or how they always made Michael Jackson get up and sing, or that's what they do when you they find out you have a talent. Get up here and do and sing or do that dance or whatever the case is. So. Yeah, and you know I've I love I love my parents and they are great in that aspect. But you know they also kind of put it in on our hearts as kids as well. And I think this was an important aspect for for me to eventually realize not only as a mature adult but as somebody who was interested in the arts is there are times that you are going to be asked to give more than what your cup holds, mm. but you've been given an incredible gift. And there are going to be other times where you're not asked to give as much as your cup holds. Maybe you're only pouring out a couple drops for somebody. Right. So you've got to measure that out in your heart and realize that, you know, you've been given something and you can't squander it. I mean, mm. you can, but you can. It ain't gonna work out well for you. You can. <laughs> There's many people that I see that squ that squandered. And, yeah. I mean, they they take their gift. They take their gift very lightly. Well, either they take it lightly, or they just don't know what to do with it. And I've seen absolutely. I've seen many examples where I've seen the most talented people not really knowing what to do with it, not knowing how to execute their talent in the best ways that can catapult them to whatever level they need to they need to go. And then oh. Sorry, a lot of that manages about uh, matters about your village too, the village that's mm. around you. That has a lot to do with your ability as an artist to say, "Hey, what do you think of this?" and and not be afraid of the answer, or mm. or be encouraged, or or even uh, you know conspire to do something different with the answer. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's everything all intertwined into. Well, shoot, one. some some people don't even want to. <laughs> some people don't even want to hear the answer. I mean, that's true some people don't I, you know I, t we live in a culture today where giving feedback to someone can be seen as derogatory or your the phrase is you're just hating yeah what am i hating on i'm trying to get, i'm trying to help you right you know yeah. i think as an artist you have to be willing to accept that not everybody's gonna like what you do that's true i mean i remember <laughs> silliest story for this but it's so poignant um i i had somebody tell me one time holly i just don't like you because you're just too blank blank nice mm. and i was like wow well okay i mean i don't know what to tell you because i can't right. stop being me but right. you know i i'm just a happy person i try to think the best of everybody mm. i try to give everybody a first chance i ain't got to give you a second one but i'll give you one <laughs> i'll give you one <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it's just I, I try to be as positive as I can and just understand that if somebody tells me something, I don't have to agree with it. 
but I can take it and file it away and maybe it'll help me one day. Who knows? Hey, that's the awesome gift of feedback, right? Yeah. That I can take it with a grain of salt and if I like it, cool. Let me figure out how to incorporate it into what I'm doing. But if I don't, but even if I don't, if it's helpful, then I'll still take it. <laughs> you, you do. And I feel like as an artist anyway, you're sort of a perfectionist to begin with. So mm -hmm. you're already your own worst critic. So there's not a lot anybody can say to me that I ain't said to myself in the mirror already. That's right. Going, oh, that was awful. You could have done better. You know. <laughs> you know. And so uh, it, if that comes, I, you know, maybe it just reinforces what I told myself when I knew what I knew anyway. Mm -hmm. So who knows? That's right. Yeah. Who? Hey, who knows? But, you know, once again, take it with take it with a grain of salt to improve Absolutely. whatever it is that you are you are doing. So yep. good stuff. Good stuff. So originally from Alabama. Yes. Florida. Alabama. Born in Florida, but raised Florida. between the two states, really. Well then yeah, you're from Alabama then. I mean where did yeah. you spend the most time? Honestly, the well the longest we ever lived in one place in one stretch was Florida. That was eight years. Mm. But the majority of the rest of the time was spent in Alabama. So I, okay. I do consider myself. And I just, I moved to Connecticut from Alabama. So I'm mm. from Alabama. Right. I'm from, we're in Alabama. Um, I, the last place I moved from was Coleman, but I went to high school in Mobile. I went to okay. college at University of North Alabama, just across the river from Fame Studios at Muscle Shoals. Mm -hmm. All of that, like, just seep into my bones mm. and that's what i'm trying to you know i, I think that's kind of what we've tried to put together in in the nice. latest work that we've been working on yeah muscle shoals yeah yeah yeah, yeah i i did basic training at um aniston oh okay so, okay mm -hmm. i know exactly what my yeah. i have a brother living in aniston right now yep Fort, Fort mcclellan ah mm. uh, those were the days uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> Being young and 19 in the military in a, a place I have no idea where I am. But in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, except across the street was this Baskin Robbins. And right oh, next to the Baskin yeah. Robbins was an arcade. Oh my That's gosh. All. I think, That's all I we think it's still there. You know what? I'm in Atlanta, so I'm not that, I'm not that far from Aniston. I'm only an hour away. I was gonna say my brother lives just uh he lives in Aniston. I'll message him tonight and be like, Hey, is that arcade still there? <laughs> I've been here four I've been here in Atlanta four years, haven't gone to Aniston yet. And it's only an hour drive from here. Yeah, but you know what? Like it's just Atlanta is its own little microcosm. I totally get my parents live in Phoenix City, so um they're just, just over the river from Columbus. So I get that right. little micro and we when we go down to visit, Atlanta's where we fly into because it That's just right. makes more sense. That's right. You know, so so Holly for you being in this in this music for as long as you have, uh, what were some of the major challenges that you've experienced uh, in your career, and what did you learn from those? Whew. Um, mm -hmm. I think probably, I would say the most relevant recent one is to step out away from the protection of a label, and just kind of see what I could do on my own as a, a singer-songwriter. Um, I was very blessed and very lucky to be able to work with um, some independent labels prior to this most recent uh, jaunt. And they did a, a lot of wonderful things for me, but there is a sort of uh, liberty of being able to step out on your own and take music that 
maybe the label didn't feel was appropriate for the album you're working on or appropriate for the project that that was happening at the time but things that you knew were just still good good songs good good things and that was kind of what happened is i just started building this little treasure trove over the last few years of songs that just still stuck on my heart and wouldn't let me go and i said you know what i you know i played it for a close group of friends and i said look if i'm crazy and they're like no no this <laughs> this is worth it you should do it right. and so i got this amazing band together i've been so blessed with the people that i've been able to play with and they've all microcosmed into this amazing web of other musicians that i've been able to meet and work with and mm. it's just been the most beautiful cosmically organic thing to ever happen in my life and i'm so I just feel so overwhelmingly grateful for it. Mm. Yeah, that is wow. You know, ha having a great a great community of music creatives around you helps to propel yourself, your own artistry and creativity. Uh, and Absolutely. I think that's yeah, I think that's that's important. Uh, you know, there's benefits. There's pros and cons, right, to being to it with a record label. There's, there are. There are. There's pros and cons, uh, you know, I mean, the labels have money. Yep. Right. And they yep. can help you with distribution and marketing and promotion and all these other things that really makes it tough for independent artists to do on their own. Right. I got to come out of pocket. Well, even though, even though, you know, depending on the record label, they kind of give you an advance and that advance is recoupable. And so, right. I mean, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Well, I mean, it all kind of just eventually comes out of your you know, if it's not financially coming out of your pocket, it's coming out of your artist's pocket. It's coming oh, out yeah. of your creative vault. You know, you're giving your time and your energy and your content. It's one of the things when, sorry, I would have to name drop, but Philip Bowen, um, I don't know mm -hmm. if you know of him, but he's on TikTok and everywhere. Uh, he mm -hmm. is a fiddle player and a singer songwriter in his own regard. But I ran into him on one of the webs uh reddit i think i was on and i came across his live and he is playing fiddle with lo-fi star wars music so instantly i'm like what right. you know and i sent him a message on a whim when we were recording this the album that we're working on right now the three singles that are out um we were recording in nashville with jimbo hart who's the bassist for jason isbell in the 400 unit um mm. we're going to record with him as our the bassist on the album and I just shot a message and I said, look, this is a shot in the dark. You don't know me from Adam, but I think you're amazing. And I think that you could really do this song a lot of justice. And he was just like, you're not going to believe this because I live in Detroit, but I just happen to be in town that week for a family wedding. I would love to. And it's, again, the earth just does this kiss thing where if what you're doing is the right thing and what you're supposed to be able to express, it's almost like mountains move out of your way to allow it to be possible. And he came into the studio and cut, wound up coming for one song, but wound up cutting, um, I think five total with us. And he's just the greatest person. But when he asked me, you know, what do I do? I said, you have to protect your art. Mm-hmm because people are gonna wanna take that from you and mold it and change it so they can have a little piece of their name on it too. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't wanna like poo-poo on anybody who makes a decision to, to 
allow that assistance into their career and what they're trying to do, because that can be incredibly helpful. It absolutely was for me. I, I won't deny that for a second. But there is a point in time where you have to realize and, and kind of weigh the balance of what am I putting out versus mm-hmm. what is, is happening um, for me and what I want for my career. And, um, you know, I would just encourage everyone to protect your art. That's, That's the right. best thing that you can do. Protect. Oh, gosh. Protect your art. We you know that's so cool that, you know, you can just reach out to someone and they're like, yeah, hey, you know what? I would love to. I'm. I'm a being child too. Let's do it. My mind was blown because I thought for sure. I mean, if you're, I'm, I'm on TikTok. I haven't even done a TikTok live. I'm scared. I, I like to like. I, I don't want. I'm scared. I wanna. I'm. I'm working on it. I'm working up the courage, but I'm scared. Yeah. But um, you know, he does like TikTok shows every night, and he's on Discord, mm-hmm. and he's on all of the Twitch, and all of these things, mm-hmm. and. I'm not that's on work. all of those things. It's that's work. That's a lot of work. But work. he's he's killing it, and I'm so proud of him. I'm it's silly for me to say, but I'm just I'm proud to know him and proud proud to be his friend. And I'm proud of all the people that that this journey has brought me to. My tribe is is strong, <laughs> and they they're deep, and and I have so much love in my heart and. I always tell them my my cup overflows. It really, Mm. really does. Yeah, that's once again, right? It goes back to what you said earlier, having a community of people around you, right? Absolutely. If if your community is good and they are bought in and they are are, uh, forward thinking and and mindful and positive, it's going to, I mean, you're going to feed off of that. But oh, yeah. Even when they're not positive, you know, even when they have things to say that aren't what I want to hear. Sometimes they're things I need to hear. Well, 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 see, but but see, that's different, though. Yeah, that's true. I I think for me, that's different. So so when I say positive, I don't mean happy, cheery. Right. I mean, I mean, the fact that they are positive about the outcomes of what, hey, we could do this. Ah, you, I see. You know, yes. You know, no matter what we may see in front of us, what roadblocks may exist, challenges, hurdles we may have, we're gonna go do this, right? So I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean positive in that way. I, yeah, I don't mean, and, and they may tell you some stuff that is like, oh gosh, but they're like, hey, you got this, you got it. Like it's it hurts for the moment, but you can do it. We are here to Absolutely. help support you, right? So so yeah, that's that's what I mean by being by being positive in that in that in that respect. But yeah. 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 I, I think most people need they need that they need people around them who are going to push them, who are going to speak into their their lives, and a lot, you know a lot of times we just have yes people. Hey, this oh. this song this song sounds great. You think it sounds great? Yeah, it sounds awesome. You know, I got I got a community of guys that kind of we kind of the same thing. We'll send songs because I do production as well, so we'll send songs mm-hmm. to each other. Hey, how does this sound? That sounds cool. That's cool. Like, I don't think that's I don't think that's the best. I think you need to go back and redo that. Oh, that's garbage. That's that's. Why would you make that right? So, yeah. Oh, we're tough on each other. Oh, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. if you have that, you know, mm-hmm. you have levels. I think of people who you know you can have that kind of uh, candor with, and right. and not have to be worried about what I say is going to hurt their feelings. Right. Um, but you know, there's always there's always that possibility that what that person says. Even if someone else would perceive it negative, maybe that lights that fire in you to go, yeah, you know what? 
I do need to change that beat or I do need mm-hmm. to change where that drops in or where that t- where that lifts out. I mean, sure. there's a million things. There's a million things. You know, so so for you, when you're creating your own music, uh, what inspires you to be uh, as creative and as uh, inspiring as you are with your in your own music? Um, wow. I think just it's it's a lot of different things. Sometimes I will dream a song. Sometimes I'll just wake up with Look, some... okay, wait. I've had that happen so many times. And then you wake up and try to do it. Like as soon as you ha- you dream it, you wake up and try to yep. do it and, and it doesn't. Yep. For me it does it never turns out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> but I've I've been lucky twice and I can't tell you I, I can't count how many times I've dreamt a song and not been able to put it down. Um but my poor husband knows if I bolt out of bed at two in the morning and head for the basement, it's not because he's snoring and I'm mad. It's because <laughs> I got to get this out right now or it's going to be gone with the wind and That's I'm right. not going to get it back again. So, right. you know, but I, I'll, I'll see something. Um, I remember I was in LA once at, in the bathroom at an IHOP <laughs> and someone had scrawled, not just written on the bathroom door, they scrawled it in in it like carved it and it said i am not yours anymore and i was like whoo that i can't not do something with that and so that you know that became a song and and you know just little things that infiltrate my (laughs) insano braino (laughs) i don't mean to to laugh i don't mean to laugh i got my own interpretation of you're not mine anymore (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it's just like those things strike you and everybody's been in that situation where you Mm want to look at somebody and say, I'm not yours. You don't you don't get to Mm -hmm. say that you don't get to or everybody's had a situation where they've just said you just need to go something. So I, I just feel like I try to keep it as conversational and universal as I can, because somewhere in there is everybody's normal as weird as we may think that is because normal is so relative to each individual in the universe though lies everybody's normal so if everybody's normal is within the universe and you write something universal you're gonna kind of hit on somebody's everything or everybody's something everybody's (laughs) something and everything i mean that's i mean that's absolutely true because music touches people in so many different ways you know, I can hear a song that takes me back to a certain period of time, a certain relationship, a certain traumatic incident, uh, a certain joyful moment in my life. Uh, and that person doesn't even have to know me at all. But it's the connectedness of what they've written that ties into the story that I've that I've gone through or, or Absolutely. The, the thing that I've experienced. Uh, and people sometimes don't really realize that when you write maybe that's just for me but when you write music that has a message uh that there's heart into it uh, it, it's going to connect with somebody and that person it may help somebody through something that they're going through themselves i've heard stories of people writing songs and hearing a certain song it's like you know what i was about to do this but when i heard your song you know i just broke down in tears and then you know, I'm now living my life differently than I was before. I mean, we get so many stories like that. It's... I, I had the craziest situation happen to me one night. Um, 
at an open mic I played at, and this at the end of the night, this woman was at the bar with her boyfriend, very inebriated, and she had these beautiful boots, like up to her thigh boots. And I was like, your boots are amazing. And I had my cowboy boots on from, mm-hmm. you know. She said, your boots are amazing. And, and I was like, oh, we should trade. And she was like, ha, 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 what size do you wear? And I told her my shoe size, which I'm not going to say on here because I got big feet. <laughs> and she said, oh, my God, we wear the same size shoe. And she's like, you should take my boots. Nobody's ever said anything like that to me ever. Like wow. this woman was in the bar taking her. And I, I was like, no, 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 I, I couldn't possibly take your beautiful boots. She's like, no, take my boots and her Drunk boyfriend looks up and is like, take the boots. boots. I'm like, okay, okay, sure, sure. (laughs) So I take these boots and um, I get them home. I lice all the hoo-ha out of them and (laughs) try them on. They fit perfect. They look amazing. So maybe a year goes by. I just happen to be back at the same place, at the same um, place, but uh, not doing it. I might do my own show that night. And right before I went on stage, she showed up. And she threw her arms around her neck. She hugged me. She said, oh, my God, I'm so glad to see you tonight. And I said, I'm so glad to see you. Look, I'm wearing your boots. And she said, I can't tell you how happy that makes me. And she pulled me aside and she said, you know, I would never. She said, please don't repeat this. And I'm never going to say who she was, but maybe if she sees this for real. Mm. She said, I was going to kill myself that night because nobody ever wants anything that I give them. And wow. you took my, and she said, you, you, sorry. She said, you took my boots. And that just hit me like nothing else that's ever hit me before. And I love that people appreciate my music. I really do. That's great. But if what I do for people and what my actions speak mm-hmm. about who I am and what I'm trying to do in this world, then I'm happy. You don't got to like my music, just like who I am and what I try to do. That's right. That's all. Wow. That's, that's, that is an awesome story. I still have the boots. I'll never get rid of them. I was going to ask, did you have the boots still? Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah. They're there. I mean, but now, because there's meaning behind it, there's, there's context behind those, those boots. Uh, You know, there's, there's an impactful story. There's a life that was saved by those boots. And so a lot of people don't realize is that there's more to just putting out a song. There's more yes. than, than just going to the studio uh, and this, you know, writing whatever lyrics you can write to put out a song to get money. It, there's meaning behind why we do what we do as as music creators because it is to touch another person and their situation to maybe give them hope, to maybe help them to dream, maybe to provide support, whatever it may be. That really is, at least in my opinion, I'm probably sure it's in yours. That's the Absolutely. ultimate goal of why we create. Why well, we I th- create music, right? Think no. of how long <laughs> we have been creating music. That's We've right. been creating music long before anybody was paying people to do it. Mm. You know, banging on rocks or sticks or whatever it was that we began. Even just a, something as simple as a drum circle That's can right. evoke a, a, a myriad of emotions from people. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely connected to our souls and to our beings and and to our humanity. And, you know, I feel like if, you know, if we could just put some funding back into public school systems for music programs (laughs) and art programs to return, our world would be a lot calmer because kids Mm. would have a way to express what is pent up in them. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, that chorus and art and drama, those were my escapes in high school. High school is hard. Mine I can't too. even imagine what it is now with social media. At oh, least gosh. when we, when I was in high school, it was just rumors. Now somebody right. just pick up this and blah blah blah. It, it's right. everywhere. It, it so, was. It was. No, no. Go ahead. Oh no! I just say that's kids need that escape. Mm -hmm. They need that at that outlet so bad. That's right. Yeah, it's it's rumors. You know, whispers. It's notes. Yeah. Right. Back when I was in high school, <laughs> we had notes. We would write notes about people. Oh, look that's at him! Note. Why he looked like that and fold it up and then throw it at a person or. Give, don't right. let the teacher get it it should read it right. in front of the whole that's, class that's right that's how you had to tell um, girls that you liked them in high school you had to write them a note Ooh, do you yep. like me yes or no and they had to like circle check which one. yes or no that's it <laughs> or you have the little you remember the little thing you go like this i can't remember what that oh um, my kids make them yes, all the yes, time the little things. the little triangle thing yes and she's yes, like I'm doing pick this. a number one right. two three one, pick two. a color do you like You're me? silly <laughs> or do you <laughs> like me <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, those I mean, are the simple days. Simple days. You know, honestly, that's how that's how I survived high school. Was yep. Was chorus. Oh, that's, I mean, that's how much I, chorus and art is how I pretty much survived any grade. Because yeah. I was always I was always in chorus, and I was always doing some type of art, whether it was writing, whether it was drama. I went to school for um, for theater, and so oh, cool. I dro I dropped out. Because I was like, me too. <laughs> yes, I'm like I don't want to do this anymore. And so I was actually um, I was training to be a contralto, uh, a oh. professional opera singer, and yes. I was making more money in cover bands than I was going to make on the road. <laughs> so I dropped out. But I I do want to go back. Uh, well, mm. maybe not to the same school, but I would like to finish my degree one day. One hey, day. Maybe. You know, <laughs> if if it's if it leads you to that point where you would want to, you know, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, yeah. So I ended up dropping out, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore." But yeah. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm do this anymore. But, I mean, but that's literally how I know uh, I me, myself personally. I survived high school, at least high school. Really, was yeah, because that. Um, was because of chorus and was because of JROTC. That probably was the other thing that saved my life. You and my husband. <laughs> oh, hey. That's right. Yeah. I, I did JRTC in Germany. So. Oh, cool. Very yeah, cool. That was, yeah. That was very cool. Very cool. Uh, so for you, Holly, to segue, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think, uh, what are the three things that you wish you knew before you got into this whole music thing? Ooh. I wish... I knew that the term starving artist was a very real thing <laughs> um, and not just something that people threw around. Um, I wish that I knew that I needed to protect my art maybe a little sooner than I did. And I wish that I knew sooner the splendiferously amazing, fantastically supportive community that music would bring me into the amazing family that I found myself surrounded with now, the people who are family to me, even though we're not blood and the mm -hmm. people whose opinions and values and morals I, I uphold to, to the highest and I hope to emulate. And that's, again, I just find myself drowning in a cup of blessings and here mm -hmm. I am just bobbing along with a pool noodle. Hey. Trying to hang 10. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hang 10. 
But you know that's that's a good thing. And, you know, I I think those lessons are 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 key and that they're important to hold on to your art. Never let anybody take your art. It's is your art. That's the reason why you it's called you are an artist, right? I guess in that sense, it's your yeah. art. So you should be able to have the determining factor of what what really happens with the art that you've been blessed with to provide to this world. So Absolutely. And so speaking of your art, <laughs> let's let's hear some of this art that you that you have. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. All right. In, re in regards to to your I got to fix my I need to figure out some of this mic. It always moves back. I can always watch it and it just starts to move back. <laughs> but, uh, so you have so you have a new EP uh, that's going to be coming out. Uh, it's called mm -hmm. Throw, Throwaway Heart. Oh well, Throwaway Heart is actually the first single off the EP. Oh, it's the, the first EP. single off Correct. the EP. Okay. Yes. So the the EP does not have a name yet. Oh. Hmm. It is so it's going to be a last minute reveal. Uh, oh. Okay. A surprise. A All right. Um, but I do want to have a chance to listen to Throwaway Heart. I have it on my list anyway. Thank you. I, I went and listened to it. I was like, oh. All right. That I was actually the that was the first take of the first song that we did in the first day of recording. And it just was like magic. So I was like, that's it. Print, How many takes? rap. Oh, you didn't do another take? You just did the one no. take? No. Oh, wow. That was it. That was it. Again, so I'm so, so blessed. That's magic. Yep. Yes. And one take. Yeah. Now, did you did you have to punch in? You had to punch in. Everything? Um, I don't think I'll be. <laughs> on, I had have to check with my engineer, but I don't think anybody punched oh. in on that one. Oh. That, again, that's a song that's no, been no, no, around no. though. No. We've been playing that song for a long time, right. so it was kind of muscle memory to us. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, the incomparable Jimbo Hart not having played it ever is just like i got this and got just this. danced all over it beautifully right, right so let's take a listen to it okay let people hear about it so uh the way i like to do this particular segment is that we play the song and then you talk about the inspiration uh and the meaning behind the songs okay uh, so i have i have three of them that i want to actually have four of them okay so, <laughs> But like I said, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it and then we'll talk about it after that. Okay. All right. Let me get switched over here on my end so that people watching can actually hear what will be going on. And then we can we can begin. Uh, we will begin with Throw Away Heart. All right, here we go. Beautiful guitar at the beginning. Nobody knows the faces you hide. The dark as the secrets kept locked inside. I was your savior. I made you feel you were my pilot. You sealed the deal. Should have known all along that I could 
Beautiful song, beautiful song. Thank oh, you. Gotta get, get my clap. <laughs> oh, yes. Beautiful song. Thank you. So, Thanks. so what? So, where did that song originate from? What was the meaning behind "Throw Away Heart"? Well, I was lucky enough to write that song with John Kennedy and uh, Joel Hamilton at, out of Nashville, and um, we were just kind of commiserating about. Uh, maybe mixing something up with The Gambler uh, by Kenny Rogers. But then, you know, you've you've kind of made this investment on something. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a whatever it is. And you realize that what you've invested is far more than what the other person is, is bluffing. So we kind of turn it into a card game, sort of a, a Jesus pilot kind of situation where you have the ability to save someone, but you choose not to. And we just kind of tied it all together of, of something that, you know, you put a lot of work into, but the other person isn't as, isn't as, as invested mm -hmm. as you are. Yeah. I mean, oh gosh, how many relationships do you find that happening in? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and not even just relationships. It could be any, it, it could even be into the craft that you, are working in, you know, and it's yep. not reaping the benefits that you probably identify. But yeah, I can relate to that, you know, trying to give your whole heart to something and it's not being reciprocated on the other end. So, yeah. And, and it does. It feels like a, a throwaway heart. It's like I'm giving it to you, but you're just, eh, whatever. Yep. And right in the trash. You're just yep. stepping on it. And, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm trying to give you my love. And you're just like, eh, whatever. So, <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. Who does your artwork? Um, so I had a friend of mine actually design that, um, it's the cover of the album, but I'm showing it to you in different stages mm -hmm. throughout the singles that are coming out. Um, the final version will be revealed on the, uh, the album, the final EP cover. But I had a friend of mine wow. who is an incredibly talented artist. And I said, you know, I just, sometimes I just feel like this, this, nightingale like bursting out of these thorn bushes i'm mm -hmm. trying to live my life and i'm trying to be me but everything's just gripping me and stripping me away and holding me mm -hmm. back and she was like well what's your favorite quote and one of my favorite quotes is um from c.s lewis and it's the part where he says surely there are far better things ahead than anything we leave behind oh, and though yeah. That's always like been something that has propelled me on to even if stuff is really, really, really bad, like maybe the worst I've ever seen, then there have to be better days ahead. There have to be. Ha so there have to be. Yeah. So that's just kind of how the whole artwork came about. And I have an amazing um, graphic artist who just happens to be my drummer and my engineer. Um, and he was like, hey, we should take it and split it up and shade it. And he's just, Sean Vinci has been a, a, a godsend oh, to me. 
uh, yeah, I, Sean, my husband, and then Sean Vinci, my drummer. Not the same Sean. <laughs> not the same Sean. No. <laughs> like not the same Sean's. Yeah, but, uh, not the same Sean. Yeah, yeah, and I had a check. I had a chance to check out uh, Sean Vinci. Uh, yeah, it was Vinci, right? Um, yep. On Instagram, uh, so he he gave me a follow, so I appreciate that. And I was like, oh, yeah. let me go find out who this is. <laughs> Uh, he's wonderful. Um, he has really been amazing. Uh, he's been so incredibly helpful. He's the studio that we have um, locally to us where we're comping and kind of meshing all of these things together. Um, I just recently got uh, a harmonica player in on a new track that's going to be coming out next. Um, wow. Isaac Cole, he's a TikTok guy as well. And again, somebody I just messaged and said, hey, I've got this track. Would you be interested? And I don't, you know, I feel like, again, that's the universe speaking to you when you're doing something that's right and harmonic and, and makes sense with, with the universe, then your, your speed bumps are removed. You're, Mm. you're almost like given the fast track, like this way, this This way, way. let's go. Don't go that way. All green. Let's go. That's it. All green lights. All right. (laughs) So, yeah. So throwaway heart, uh, an amazing, amazing song. Uh, Thank you. I enjoyed it. Uh, so the next one we look at it is Reba Jean. Oh, yeah. the song has my heart. <laughs> and, and this is and this is with Philip Bowen on it. Uh, yep. So we'll get a chance to check this out. Uh, then once again, we'll talk about the inspiration and meaning behind it. So here we go. Sure. of green you see into the deepest darkest side of me the one I tried to hide so long you've finally seen and I can't lie to you no more and you're telling I, I wish it had. <laughs> I wish this had like a fade button on it. Oh on, yeah. On, Apple, on this Apple Music thing, uh, that way it just fades out nicely. But uh, yeah, Reba Jean. Hmm. Uh, so first off, let me start by saying you have a beautiful voice. Oh, thank so, you. Thank you very mm, much. I, I enjoy it as I was listening to the songs. Like, oh wow, her voice is her voice is really good. Thanks. So let's talk about Reba Jean. Ooh, let's talk about my Jolene. I mean, that's really what oh. this is. I I love Dolly Parton. She's 
an absolute idol of mine. I mean, seriously, that woman should be canonized and made a <laughs> yeah. saint. Mm -hmm. um, there's, she's just amazing. Sorry. And so I thought, you know, if I could write something like Jolene, what would it be? And I met someone locally who um, had had a, a that name, and I said, "Man, your name." That's a song. I said, would you be really upset if I wrote a song with your name in it? And she was like, no, that would be fine. That would be fine. And I played it for her and she gave me the okay. And so, you know, this just kind of turned into, um, she had written a song. She's a local singer songwriter. She had written a song about um, a boy she had been in love with that had left her hometown. And I always wondered if that young man knew that she was singing about him and what would he say if he knew? And so that combined with Jolene and kind of this, this jealous tryst of like, I know that if you want to leave, you're going to leave, but right. I don't want you to leave. Just kind of like she knew if, if Jolene wanted to take her man, she could take mm -hmm. her man, but she didn't want her to. Mm -hmm. So there's this tryst of like having to love and let go. And as hard as that is, it's sometimes a really beautifully cathartic thing that that brings us a level of understanding and patience and, right. and almost a peace that passes understanding. So I don't know, as sad as I think people think that is, I think sometimes it winds up being a very beautiful thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can tell just even from, from the lyrics, the lyrics, the expression of that in this, in this song. Cause I, I had a chance, even though I didn't play the whole, th I had a chance to listen to the whole song. Oh, thank so, you. <laughs> yeah, so so I would tell anybody to go out and, and I always tell people anyway, make sure you go support, right? This is why we do what we do, giving artists and music creators a platform to showcase their talents and skills. So, you know, when you listen to the whole song, you can hear the story of Reba Jean in this in this uh, composition. And so I would tell anybody, go go listen to it. The, the music is beautiful. I mean, you got the, uh, the violin and then or the strings and then you got, oh, it's just, yeah. It's, it's just a beautiful Thank song. you. And Thank you once, so much. <laughs> and then once again, the artwork on here is, uh, you know, everybody, you, you just got to see what the artwork looks like for uh, for all. I mean, I can show you, you know, if I just, I don't know how this will work. Let's see. Right? Yeah, yeah. So this right here. Right. So this was the artwork for Throwaway Heart. And this is the artwork for uh, Reva Jean. And this is what we're going to talk about next. That was going to ah. cut you down. But, <laughs> yes, this one here. Uh, and I, I just love the artwork itself and how it looks. And I can't wait to see the, the completed version of, of how all that takes takes place. So, Thanks. But yeah, that's I like that. I was like, oh, it's, it's something's going on. There's a bird here and there's a thing here. That, oh, there's another one. Like, what's, it kind of reminds I'm, me of one of those, one of those pictures where you got to look at it. Yeah, I'm ah, kind okay. of obsessed with birds, though. <laughs> so. It reminds me of one of those pictures when you got to, like, find something in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I miss that. The the books that you used to look at yes. in the doctor's office and you had yep. to find all the you things. You find all yep. the things. That's what it kind of Can you find the person's, uh, the, the leaf that looks like a person's face? Yeah, oh. and it's, like, tucked under the raccoon's tushy or something. You're like, I would have never looked there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's still it's it's beautiful artwork. Um, I can't Thank wait to you. see the whole thing uh, as it is. And I don't know if you're going to turn that 
into like a painting that people can buy. Well, I don't know, you know. I, I will have to ask the artist, but the I'm artist, sure right. she would not be opposed right. to that. So, you know, I'm always thinking <laughs> about stuff like that. So, yeah, All absolutely. Right. So, so let's talk about the next, uh, which is devil's going to cut you down. If you cut let him. You. Yep. If, if you, you let, let him, him. that's if it. You him. If you let him. But if not, he'll do it. But here we he'll go. He'll do it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. But you better get down on your knees and pray The devil's gonna cut you Oh man, yeah, let's get <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Yes. So that was gonna cut you down, huh? Mm. Well So you how know. did that come about? <laughs> um, huge Johnny Cash fan, massive Johnny Cash fan. And um I've always loved his song Tell Him God's Gonna Cut Him Down. Mm-hmm. But being the daughter of a minister and with my own, you know, biblical understanding god can't do that he Mm. allows satan to do that so if the devil's gonna do it then you know what the devil might do it and sometimes he does especially if you allow it especially if you allow it yeah that's right so you better get on your knees and pray (laughs) that's it that's it i mean the last verse says in the middle of the night when you're scared to death you better cry out jesus with your dying breath because he's coming like he's coming to kill steal and destroy that's it. That's right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yes, the devil's gonna cut you down. Yeah, I, <laughs> if the rest of the album sounds like this, it's gonna. That's a, that's a great sonic, a great, well-written, sonically pleasing, constructed album. Thank you. I mean, that's because that's the plan. <laughs> each each song sounds it sounds different than the other song. Right, I can listen to an album today, and it's like, oh, this song sounds just like the next. All this, <sighs> yeah. I mean, one of right. the things that I've always been very inspired by are artists like David Bowie and Billy Joel, and even Elton John to some extent. Who I would hear something from Bowie and think this was Billy Joel, or I would hear Bowie and think it was Pink Floyd, or you know, I if I'm going to really embrace being a songwriter, 
then I really want my art to be able to have that ability. And so we kind of conspired amongst us, the band and I, and we said we wanted to, this to sound like war pigs. And then we wanted it to sound like, um, like a little bit of ZZ top and maybe even a little bit of, you know, Zeppelin that, and bringing the Fleetwood Mac at the end with the with the shrieks and the ghost whales at the end of that song, right. all of that. I mean, I literally was standing in my friend's studio, like banging on some like piece of steel computer mm, uh, mm. desk piece with a mallet and ringing the, the camel bells that I have hanging up off screen that you can't see. Anything that we had to do to get that sound at the end because everything just everything just interwove to make this mm. amazing. So I'm just riding that wave, man, riding it as long as I can. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. This, the album is going to be, from what I can tell, it is going to be a great, a great album. You know, and that's, that, that's one of the reasons why I like independent artists is because I feel they put their heart into it and they're not just chasing the money aspect of it. And so it's like, I'm going to give you songs that I feel are, are, are songs that you would want to listen to, songs that you can connect with, songs that come from my heart, uh, my experience, my story. And they're just really good songs. When I listen to albums that put up from record labels, I can just tell it's just for the money. It's just... I, I can I can hear I think it it's for them yeah I think it's for the money but I think it's also you're given a set amount of goals a month so right. maybe I have to write two love songs and three pop songs so the three pop songs I could do in a weekend but right. maybe these two love songs maybe I'm hitting my break or I'm hitting a ceiling and I can't get past this one phrase or this one mm. turn and you I think as an artist, you apply more pressure to yourself than is necessary because you are on a deadline. Mm -hmm. um, and it's only because as being an independent artist, things come out when you can afford to put them out and when they're ready creatively. And I still feel like there are songs that I started this album with that have metamorphosed into this amazing thing that I never dreamed they could be when I started out with this kitchen table recording. And again, I just, I, I dwell in a place of ever, ever being grateful. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I can see that, you know, that they do have those, those goals that they have to meet. Uh, yeah. But that's why I do enjoy independence, independent music more than music from labels, because I can just tell the difference between uh, the heart of the person who's putting out the music. Not saying that everybody who's on a major label is not putting out great music, but I can tell. True, true. Just the difference that uh, it has from an artistry perspective when I hear independence. Like, I, I listened to this guy. I had him on the show. His name is um, Stephen Blaine. Mm -hmm. uh, so shout out to Stephen Blaine, wherever Stevens is, up in New York. Uh, but he's a pop Americana artist. And cool. I, don't listen to, I don't listen to pop Americana. I, yeah. I, told him on, I told him on the interview, I don't listen to pop Americana. I said, but Stephen, I will listen to your album. That's how good it was. Yeah, yeah. And that's how good it was. It was like, oh, wow, this is surprisingly really, really well. Um, well, I, I love it. One of the things my parents, even though they, they were a little strict about our, our upbringing and whatnot, they didn't, they didn't impede our ability to listen to any music we wanted to. Mm -hmm. We just had to be able to play it in front of them 
and not get in trouble. So there are a couple, you know, as I got into high school, I couldn't really play Rage Against the Machine in front of them. I couldn't mm -hmm. play um, Horn or anything like that or Tool. But mm -hmm. those are all, I mean, I tell anybody any day of the week, if you looked at my music reservations on my, mu my music platform, like the things that I like, you would be like, she's insane. There's like Tchaikovsky and death oh, metal man. and 90s country and outcast and you know it's i'm all over the place I'm the but i'm so grateful to be able to be all over the place because mm -hmm. all of that has built me and and continues to build me as who sure. i am as i mature and as i write more so That's bring right. on the diversity man i'm bring it digging on. it bring it on love it That's right <laughs> so so there's a couple of things that i, I want to play um, I want okay. to play, you know, we've been talking for a while. And I want to make sure I'm respectful of your time, right? We're almost at our, our, our time frame, but it never really lasts an hour. It goes usually more I got time. Hour. But, <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this. Is the sure. song, is, is the song Laura going to be on the EP? Whoo, mm -hmm. it might, it, may. it okay. might, right. it might work. We're, we're, we're that yeah. close. Okay, you're like, it's you definitely, I'll, I'll say this, it's definitely in the running because I've never written anything like that before, mm. but it uh, it just worked. Okay. It worked. Good. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, you just, if it makes the album, you'll see. But if not, you can go to our Instagram page and, and check it out. Just a little snippet. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Instagram, there's some things that I was I saw when I was researching. Oh, I thought, no. <laughs> I thought it was so awesome. I was like, oh, yeah, look at this. I got to talk about this. Right. right. So, so I want I want to play. There's three of them. Oh no! <laughs> three, not six. Three, three of them that I want to. Uh... <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna switch over and just let this play itself. Oh jeez. I, I got I got to. Okay, here we. I'm gonna switch. Okay. Oh. But you know what? But listen to that though. I saw that at first of all, I was like, I like Parmesan cheese too. But, yeah. <laughs> but I could hear that operatic type um, you know, voice in there. I was like, oh. But it was just the fact that it was like I like Parmesan cheese. I, but I, it was it was brilliant though. That was <laughs> that was still brilliant. I, I wish I could say I started it, but again, I I am still very very new to TikTok. But I'm mm. embracing all of the weird because that that right there that's my mind twenty four seven. It is endless memes, endless things I've thought about. Sometimes I will wake up in the middle of the night singing some dumb song I heard. <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok, like, uh, I'm not a person, I'm three goats in a coat or whatever, you know, it's just stuff comes out. And it really is very comforting for someone who probably is undiagnosed ADHD like me to be able to just go, hey, I'm not the only weirdo who thinks of stuff like that. Good My husband you. got so mad at me because he had an alarm for the grill. It was just an alarm he set for when he's grilling our food. And when the alarm goes off, it goes, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. So what do I do as a lyricist and a songwriter? I have to add lyrics. That's it's right. going to burn. It's going to burn. 
it's gonna burn. He's like, I can't use that alarm anymore because that's all I hear. I'm like, I'm sorry. You knew what this was when you got into it and you still said yes. So I don't that's know. That's right. I don't know. As a, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a music producer, it's the same. Like we have, we have a, in our house, we have a, uh, a, uh, a wash and dryer that has a little jingle. Oh yeah. <laughs> is it the Samsung? It's, it is a Samsung. It's a Samsung. Yep, yep, I think it's a Samsung. Thing. It has a little jingle, um, and every every time it goes off, I'm like, That's it. <laughs> or I'm humming it, or I'm doing something, I'm singing along with it, or something. But yes, a I buddy of mine it. on TikTok, he turns his clippers on, and it's like, eh, and then he does this vocal thing, and I'm harmonizing with him, but it sounds all like pr the Prince of Egypt cartoon. But it's just anything like that, like anything like that. I, it's just if I hear a tone, I'm gonna have to harmonize. That's and right. my friends know if you don't want me quoting song lyrics to things that you say to me, then we can't be friends. It just That's right. we can't. We, we You're can't. gonna hate me. We can't. You're gonna I'm hate always, me. I'm always saying song <laughs> lyrics to to. If you say a word and it's a and it it's a song, done. I'm, done. It's over. <laughs> it's over. It's coming out. It's coming out. And my wife would just be like, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every, Every time. And she'll just go, I love you. Yep, <laughs> like, that's it. That's all they can say I'm like, sometimes. I'm, I'm like, I know you do. So, 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 so this one, I like this one. Oh, Lord. Oh. skating rink mm. that was where we went when you couldn't drive and anita baker was everywhere and that was the slow skate song of my mm. like seventh and eighth grade life you know mm. you're just starting to have like a boyfriend right. or a girlfriend and oh man but mm -hmm. i've always loved her and i was really sick when i did that so my upper register was a little easier to access so I was like, all right, I can do this sick. Here you go. <laughs> Shoot. That's that's how you sound when you're sick? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And I love that I should song. Probably be, I, I should probably be sick more often. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, but I'm like, that was that was awesome. Oh Thank my you. Thank yeah. you. I love her. I love her so much. Oh my gosh. I have all oh, of her yeah. stuff downloaded. She's the queen. The She's queen. The queen. I just love I just love her 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 tonality when it comes to her to the voice. It's just 
Oh, gosh. You don't find that anymore unless it's audio manufactured either. And that is the thing that, like, broke my heart. I, I, I get auto-tuning. I understand it. I know it's mm -hmm. necessary in some places. But somebody who can just bend a note like that and just wrap it around your heart and your soul, mm -hmm. like, in between, up in between your ribs. Ah, what well, right. can you say? There's nothing better. Nothing better. There's nothing. Nothing better. And speaking of something that's nothing better... Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, when I heard this, I was a fan. I became a fan as soon as I heard this. I don't know if this is a song somewhere, but if it is, I need it in my life. Right? <laughs> I, I do. I need this. I want to hear the whole thing completed. This I need this in my life, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you know I've been thinking about you? Yeah, I think. You're the one that I've seen in my dreams If it's going, if it's going where I think it's leading to I'm only leaning into you, leaning into me Baby, I hope the feeling running through you Is the same that's running through me Yeah, 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 yeah I need that in my life Somewhere I, Somewhere in my I life I need that I want to give it to all of you. I do. Oh, um, oh. That was the first TikTok that I ever did where the actual creator responded to me. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's he responded. He likes it. Like, I could actually do this more often and have fun. And mm -hmm. it was just, I don't know. I think it's an incredibly creative platform. Um, and it's an incredibly different time for music than when I began in the industry. Mm. Everything is so much more interconnected. And I think that is a beautifully cosmic creative, you know, mm. rocket booster to what we're able to do as artists now. And I just say, bring it on. I, if, if John Mark will do it, I'll do it in a heartbeat. I love right. that jam. I was like, Hey, uh, hey, hey, I am oh. going to, I am going to DM Mr. John, is it John? Yep, John Mark Nelson. Do John, it, do it, do John, it. I need that song in my life. And I need Holly to do it. Like, yes. For, oh, gosh. I was like, as soon as I heard, I was like, oh, I need that. It's a little, it's a little sassy, with, but seductive. You know, I was yes. riding that line there. Yes, I heard that. I was like, oh, I need that in my life. So, yes, trust me, I'm going to eat, I'm going to DM. Him oh, hey, that's awesome. What's good with this song? If it's not a song uh, yet, Holly he's so great. He's Holly so busy right now too. I hope. I hope he's. I hope he's. I hope he's doing well. He yeah. seems to be doing really well. He's a great guy. Good, good. Because I, we need that in our lives. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. We, we we need we need the whole album. Yeah, I need that right. song on my playlist so I can just drive down the street. They were like, "Who's that?" Like. That's Holly, y'all. Holly, like, yeah, Holly. Let me check that out. So, <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, I have some more, so many more questions. But um, so, so let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, so, so for you personally, uh, in this music career, what was the most impactful moment in your career? Ooh, um, it was very early. I would say um, it was actually the first time I had ever played any of my original music on stage. I was at a bar in Boston, oh, actually in Somerville, Massachusetts, called The Burren. 
and a gentleman was hosting the open mic. I got up to play my song. I told him what the chords were. He played with me to help my nerves on stage, but I was playing facing him so he could see my guitar. And so I was kind of turned sideways to the audience and someone in the audience screamed at me in between the verse and the chorus when there was a quiet break, screamed, and everyone in the whole place, probably like 50 to 70 people heard him go, face your audience. And I freaked out. I freaked out. I, I finished the song as fast as I could. Mm. I didn't even play anything else. I unplugged. I ran home. I, I decided this was not for me. Performance was not for me. Maybe I should just write and give other people my music to perform. So a few months went by and I wrote the first song that I ever had published by a label called Leave. And everybody that I knew was like, this is good enough to be played out. You should play it out. You should go to that place you went to. But none of them were there that night and they didn't know what had happened to me and how embarrassed and utterly ashamed I was that somebody yelled at me. And Finally, a friend of mine pushed me hard enough. They were like, call, just call. So I called and the same gentleman that was on stage with me that night, helping me play guitar or playing guitar with me rather, answered the phone and his name was Hugh McGowan. And I asked if they were still having the open mic and he said, yes, we are. And he said, I'm sorry, but were you the young lady who was here about three months ago? And that blank blank yelled at you off stage. And I have a pretty recognizable voice. I've come to understand that now. Um, but I said, yes, it is. And he said, please come back. He said, mm. please, please come back. That will never happen again. You were wonderful. We need people like you back. And I came back and I kept coming back. And I came back for the remainder of the six years that I lived in Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. And that group of people Although Hugh um, unfortunately left us in March of 2021, that group of people, him included, they raised me into the musician that I am now. And I wouldn't be half of the writer or half of the performer or half of the artist that I am had I not been impacted by Laura and Pete and Hugh and, and, and Paul and Captain Easy Chord and all of these people mm. that music brought me to in this beautiful symphony of chaos and craziness, but mm -hmm. that built me. And so, so yeah, that was the most impactful. I didn't know it until it was too late, but at least I got to know it. At least you got to know it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's an awesome. I want to say that I'll say that it's an awesome experience, right? Because, Absolutely. And because it helped you to develop probably your, your own artistry, uh, the way that you conduct yourself on stage and the way that you that you perform. So, you know, I, I realize having those bad moments, those embarrassing moments helps us to get better. And so sometimes yeah. we sometimes we have to go through it. I mean, I remember as a producer, I played a song for a couple of songs, not just one, a bunch of them. Um, y'all get to hear y'all get to hear them soon because I'm gonna do a video about it. But right. uh, this was like in 2007, I think, mm -hmm. living in St. Louis. Uh, a friend of mine, Grammy nom uh, Grammy award winning uh, producer. I played him some stuff, and he just laughed. Oh, 
Oh, it was so devastating. It was, oh, I was so crushed. It hurts, man. It, it hurts, so... yeah. But yeah. it helped me get better. Yeah. I was like, why is he laughing? What about these songs are funny to him? Like, he was like, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> I was like, what do you uh... mean? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, this one sucks. I was like, oh, he would, and he would just, but that experience, I wouldn't have changed it because it made me better, a better creative, a better producer. So sometimes we have to all go through those things. Well, it thickens your skin too for what's mm -hmm. to come because there's always going to be somebody who who's not on board with what you're doing or who right. is going to just show up and try to troll you or just be right. that person who's the thorn in your side. And when you're already used to stuff like that, that doesn't, that's just shade. It doesn't bother you that's so right. much anymore. That's right. So, so Holly, I don't want to keep you any longer. I know we've been, it's. Whew. What time is it? I don't even know. I feel I like we just started talking. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel when I do these interviews anyway. Uh, but well, I'm good. always, that's, how it's I'm always to be. that's right. I'm always respectful of, of people's time. Uh, so I will ask you the one last question is okay. where can people find you? How, how can they connect with you and uh, you and your music? So um, we're on Bandcamp, iTunes, Tidal, Amazon Music, Spotify. If it's a musical platform, I'm probably on it. Um, we're on YouTube. We've got a lot more stuff coming up soon on YouTube. I have a brand new website that's going to be launching soon. Um, and I also have a TikTok and an Instagram and a Facebook. The TikTok is the fun place because I show you like my fish tanks and uh, I have Two, we have two dogs and a cat and I garden and I like to build stuff and it's just a closer look at me in real life other than just me as the artist. So definitely connect, reach out, check us out. We'll be everywhere soon, <laughs> I hope. That's right, soon. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, Holly, if you wouldn't mind holding on for just one moment while I close this out. Absolutely. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would say thank you very much for tuning in to our interview tonight with Holly. Uh, it was amazing. Like, I need that song in my life, right? Y'all heard it. You heard all the songs that she currently has out, Throw Away, Heart, which is an, an amazing, beautiful song. Uh, Reba Jean, and then the devil's going to cut you down, right? But don't let him. So, but please support, uh, support Holly. Uh, go out to her band camp, uh, buy her music. Uh, subscribe to her channels, be a, a huge support and a blessing uh, because we are all that we have as independent music creators. We have our fans and we have our own community, our own culture within this independent world as well. So please be supportive. Support us here at We Create Music TV as well. Uh, we are also in the process of redesigning our website to bring you uh, a better organization of our content. Uh, more content is going to be coming. Uh, I have two brand new series that I'm getting ready to do. Uh, and more panels that are coming. So pl please support us uh, as well. And as always say, thank you for being here. Peace. <laughs>